Hello, everyone. If you grew up in the Detroit area some years ago and listened to WJR, you might recognize that opening. Carl Haas used it on his radio show, Adventures in Good Music, at that time the most popular classical radio program in the world. And like a good graduate of the University of Heidelberg, Haas featured the music of the grandmaster of German Baroque, Johann Sebastian Bach. Peter Washington has written a short biography of Bach for Every Man's Library, and the short is justified, since so little is known about Bach's life. In fact, after his death, he almost disappeared. The Bachs get the trophy for most musical family. Johann's father was court trumpeter to the Duke of Eisenach. In those days, Germany was divided into separate kingdoms and duchies, each led by a music-loving despot. Johann's brothers were also professional musicians, and a good thing, since he was orphaned at 10, and was raised by his brother, Johann Christoph, who completed the boy's musical education. By the way, Christoph had trained with Johann Pachelbel, composer of the ubiquitous canon. Auerbach fathered several musical sons, whose works are still performed, and his second wife was a professional singer. It was the family business. He appears to have been a deeply spiritual person who combined music with theology to worship the divine order of creation as understood by German Protestantism. No one's music is more orderly. The Lutheran church service emphasized musical accompaniment, which had to be composed and performed especially for choir and organ. Sacred cantatas were a fixture in the worship service, and Bach composed hundreds of them. But despite his composition genius, which we now enjoy, Bach was known in his day primarily as a dazzling organist. When he was 16, he witnessed the overhaul of a big church organ, a prime opportunity to understand how the beast worked. He loved to exploit every facet of the instrument, and his dexterity, especially on the pedals, was legendary. One rival complained, the efficiency of his limbs sets the pace, and he expects his accompanists and singers to be as agile as he is, which is impossible. As his reputation rose, he changed towns and patrons. His best job was as concertmaster for Prince Leopold, a Calvinist, and therefore not very interested in church music. But Leopold was a musician himself, and encouraged his court musician to write secular music for the court, and sometimes for himself. Bach composed the Brandenburg Concertos in this period as a royal birthday present to the Margrave of Brandenburg, as our author says, the most magnificent birthday present in musical history. Bach spent the last 25 years of his career in Leipzig, returning to sacred music as a schoolmaster. Schools in this era were largely religious institutions, and the boys were trained for church choirs, which were all male. Bach had a hundred responsibilities, but still managed to compose some of his most splendid music, including the Mass in B minor, a profound work of Catholic devotion from this most Protestant of composers. When he died in 1750, the Baroque era was already fading as fashions changed. Bach hadn't published any of his music until late in life. Many of his compositions had been lost. It took another German virtuoso, Felix Mendelssohn, a hundred years later, to honor the old master's work and reputation. In 1843, a monument was erected in Leipzig to honor their newly revived hero. The ceremony was attended by an 84-year-old man whom no one recognized. He was Bach's sole surviving grandson, 
who had lived all his life in obscurity as a choir director. This program has been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.